On today's show, 10 ways to engage your music fans. This is 30 Minute Music Marketing. Cue title sequence. 30 Minute Music Marketing. For musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Today, I'm Greg, like every other day. I was wondering what you were saying there. Hello, and I'm sure you're supposed to say hello. Hello. And uh, we collectively present the, tea, uh, the show 30 Minute Music Marketing, the show for independent artists and DIY musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. With each and every episode, incrementally, we're getting you better skilled in terms of marketing and learning all the little tips and tricks that you need to bring your fans closer into your music world. And that's sort of what today's show's all about. It is. Are you getting better? Have you smashed that subscribe button? Yes, I'm gonna put do, that, it here do that now. now. Greg will put and that little animated graphic in. Again. Click the bell. That way, whenever we release a new episode on hashtag Music Marketing Mondays, of course, hashtag uh, you'll, music get, you'll get a notification. And also give us questions, you know? Give us questions for future episodes. Otherwise, I will just ram it on and create shows based around what I think is pertinent. But hey, if you're a DIY musician out there and you want a little bit of help or advice and you want the, um, the knowledge of our collective brains, then uh, send us, click something underneath in the YouTube comments or the Facebook posts. We're here for you, that's what we're here for. And today, Greg, we're talking about uh, engagement and how your fans can engage with you and your music a little bit more than maybe is happening currently. Yes. Now, the thing is, it's, it's quite possible, especially in this day and age when everything is pushed to you on your phones and what have you, it, music fans can be quite passive. Mm. They don't necessarily need to do a lot in order to get either the content or it the music like, that we're making. Put your feet up and come to me. Listening to music is, is what they refer to as a lean back experience. You know, we, 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 uh, we get Twitter and everything just, you know, fans can be quite lazy. It's all sort of pushed to them. And that, that's fine in a way, but what that potentially does is it creates like a disassociation. If you're not actively, as a music fan, engaging with the creator, you potentially can become a little bit sort of lazy and the more interactions, the more engagement a creator or a musician has with their audience, then the, the you know, the more, the more engaged they will be, you know, when it comes to uh, your, your music, yourself as a musician, you'll have a stronger relationship between the artist yeah. and the fan. The, the way I always like to think of it is I sometimes whenever new people start following uh, my band on Twitter. I always used to say, oh, you know, uh, welcome on board to the bus. And if you can imagine, as a, as a musician, it is an analogy metaphor, and I, I never know how to describe it. So as a musician, you're driving your music bus and your music is playing on the bus for all the people, all your, all your passengers. And it's like, oh, that's great. And then what happens is you get, you get to a stop and you get off the bus and maybe you, you play a gig and you say to the people, you can't get off the bus. You've got to be passive, you've got to sort of stay there, yeah. and then you get on the bus and you do a bit more driving, and you listen to a bit more music, and then you get off, and then you do something interesting, and they're still sort of stuck on the bus. And, you know, it's, you don't want people to be passengers in terms of your music career. Your, your music fans should take a, a greater um, role and involvement in your music career. 
and obviously there are various ways that uh, that they can they can do that and we've got 10 possible suggestions as how to make them uh, a little bit more active and how to get interactive with your audience in order to to strengthen that bond and that relationship and the idea being is that again if you've got a stronger bond and a stronger relationship and a deeper sense of engagement when you come to ask them for a bit more money then they're going to be more than willing to do that well that's the thing with something like patreon which is like an ongoing crowd um, for source funding thing you know that relies on frequent engagement yeah very much so uh, and you know can be a good earner for for you creative types out there so we're going to start with number one, shall we, Sean? Number one. What is number one, Greg? Number one is keep them up to date with your projects. A lot of people that I see are very much, uh, shall I say, uh, guilty of this. Um, here's one particular example I saw this week of uh, one particular band. Uh, they, they put out some sort of Instagram and said, right, we've recorded eight, uh, eight of our ten uh, new tracks now. And it's like, what? It's like, have you been in the studio recording eight tracks and this is the first I get to hear about it? In some ways, you know, if I'm a, if I'm a, a fan of that particular band, I almost feel excluded. Well, this is something that uh, with our 15-minute music market, uh, sorry, our 15-minute deep dive last week, we were talking about, you know, you get some bands who just want to work on an EP or an LP and they don't, do, they don't tell anybody about it until it's finished. Which is and fine if you're Beyonce, you... I would say, but you know, for for someone of a of a slightly sort of lower stature. But even just seeing little little uh, tidbits of of the sessions and the, the creator process is a way for you to for your fans to be less passive. You're, yeah, you're you're shedding light and you're inviting them in at more possible stages, and you know, giving them a glimpse into into what you're doing if you can't be bothered to let them know what you're doing yeah. then how how is that gonna gonna make them feel it's almost like you're not important to me in fact you're only important to me when it's finished and and I, you I, want money and you want money yeah that's 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 one way to look at it so so in terms of the your, your creative sort of process don't necessarily let your mm. audience out be be more than you know than willing to uh, to shine a light on what you're doing and let them into that creative process. And with something like with things like Facebook Live and YouTube Live, you and most bands probably rehearse once a week. You know, it's almost like you could have a weekly TV show of kind of going. You know, it doesn't have to be for more than a couple of minutes. I mean, um, we, uh, my particular band, are in the process now of thinking about our next album, and I even just made a tweet. I think it was yesterday, just to say that. You know, get in. This is it's out in what are we on now, October, November, December, February, April, May. So it, it'll be seven months. Seven now. months away, and I just said, right, th there's one coming in seven months. It's got a title. I'm not going to tell you the title yet, but it's it. I've planted that particular seed, and perhaps more they know that something something is coming and will you know come to fruition. But yeah, and, and with this particular album, more so perhaps than than any, you know any of the others. I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be keeping them perhaps more informed than ever before. So, in terms of what platforms would you use for uh, this, for for keeping them up to date with projects? whatever social media platforms that you are <clears throat> on? Obviously, you know the the, the uh, your Facebooks, your uh, your Instas, and your Twitters. Those are the ones that are easiest to you know to okay. post photos and for, and for them to sort of reply back and that sort of thing. But yes, keeping them up to date is essential and do it on a frequent basis so once a week possibly not once 
every blue not moon. Not or once your project is finished. <laughs> finished Thank yeah. you very much. Okay, so that's number one. Yes. So keep them up to date. See, we do this. We do this every week. We do every week. Apart from the fortnight you went on holiday. Look, I went on holiday. It was it was Menorca. It was very nice. Stop rubbing it in. All right, so number two, it is take cover song requests. It's a little not, controversial. Know, if you, if, no, if you do covers, or well, some bands think it's controversial. Well, if you do covers, and there are lots of uh, musicians and artists, especially those who are gigging regularly, who do, then don't just make the choice of those uh, cover versions your own. Again, try and appease your audience. And again, the, the more times you throw things out to your audience and let them reply and then respond the better. Exactly. And as well, you might be doing the wrong covers for your audience and what better way to find out what your audience actually likes and what your audience listen to them is by saying, what would you like me to do? Either in terms of recording it as a cover and sticking it up on YouTube or putting it into your, to your live sets. Well, I think in some ways it's, a, I know that you're going to might think I'm going off on a tangent, which wouldn't be the first Something time. Something you regularly want to... That's what these people like. Uh, it's like Apple. Apple aren't really... They white, They see all the other things that come out, see what does well, and then respond to that by basically then taking all the best bits once they've seen how people react to stuff that's already out there. Mm. I mean, the iPhone wasn't the first phone that came out with all that functionality. I had a Motorola five years previously, and they weren't the first to bring out an MP3 player. But they kind of waited, see what people did, saw people's uh, expectations, and then took it and then made it much better. Isn't that just rubbing people's ideas? Yes, that's possibly. But ultimately, um, if any you... uh, any um, legal um, summonses uh, and uh, litigation can go to him. Go to his, his channel. It's not mine. <laughs> it's not. So yeah. So basically, I think you know, asking people and seeing people what people want. And responding to it, which is ultimately what yeah. I'm getting at, is a, is a good thing. Topics we'll, we will cover uh, in, in, future, uh, in future points. So what's number three? Number three is... Have you ever done this? But yeah, I have actually. Okay, oh, there no, you no, go. I was just going to say, it wasn't, that was more just a genuine question. Get them to write your set list. So if you've got a number of songs and you've only got you know a certain amount of time in your set, you will be there and again you will sort of create your set list as to how you think it should be uh, but what better way to please your fans than to say to your fans right well um, I'm doing a show um, next week in Manchester what song would you like me to play so would you put don't, this... yeah I'm just gonna say don't second guess your audience which I know a lot of bands are very guilty yeah. of doing. So would you do that as like a, a Facebook poll? or? Uh, well, yeah, we, we'll talk about polls shortly, but mm. you can do it in any way, shape or form. You can do it through a poll, you can just do it through a general post and you can monitor the... Uh, I think when we did this, which was for my band's uh, Greatest Hits uh, album and compilation, we were doing like a Greatest Hits set, we had there's something like 17 songs in our set and we gave people because we've got a, a lot of material for each song slot within the set we gave people three choices as to which one they could do i don't even think facebook polls were out at the time because i think that would have been 2015 so that's quite a long time so you ago. had 17 slots and each slot had three options yes but obviously so that's, that, that's yeah that's just because we had a you know a, a 
dare I say a lot of good songs, <laughs> he boasted. But, you know, it, it could well be that if you've only got maybe sort of, you know, 20 minutes or half an hour, then you could go, right, well, you know, what song do you want us to finish with? What song do you want us to, to open with? And again, it's, it's a case of not second guessing your audience. Now, myself and uh, a few of the people uh, that I know are, are very big Queen fans. And we can monitor, as they go on tour, we can monitor their set lists as the fans post them, so night by yeah. night. And we're all sat there going, oh, they're playing that one again. <laughs> and, and, it's got, and, you know, dare I say we're not going to see them on this current tour because they're playing the same old stuff time after time. Whereas, you know, the, what might have been better would be to, to go to the, the, the people who are actually going to their concerts and follow them on their Facebook page, going, right, what would you actually like us to play on this particular tour? It's one way of doing it. And again, getting your audience involved, yep. pleasing them at every step in the uh, in the musical journey. So that was number three. So get them to write your song list, uh, set list even. Uh, number four. So let them contribute towards a music video. Do you mean financially? No, well, no, not necessarily financially, but some sort of artistic contribution. Now, let's get back to Queen again. Fairly recently on their uh, social media channels, they were saying, right, we want you to do some dancing and some choreography, which we could insert into some new fan clip videos to popular Queen Queen songs. did that? Yeah. They're down with the kids, man. Down with the kids. So the, the person who was looking at this, the uh, Remy Malik's movement coordinator. Right. You know, so, so he got his Freddie Mercury moves right. She she did like an instructional video saying, right, we want you to do this dance to this particular song. And so she basically said, right, do this move and, and then do that move. And then uh, they encouraged right. okay. the Queen fans to do it. So what's going to happen is that over the next couple of weeks, again, involving their fans mm -hmm. and, you know, letting their fans become part of the Queen experience, they're going to create and edit uh, a music video where you know pe real people at home, real Queen fans are in a music. Now, if you can imagine that, if you're a Queen fan in a music in a Queen music video, you're going to be floating on air. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, and so if you ask, this is you, the the, the viewer. listener slash viewer. If you ask uh, some of your fans maybe to do some uh, lip syncing or some dancing or some other visual contribution that they can film on their phone. And send to you and if they end up in one of their in one of your music videos and then you release that the likelihood of those particular people sharing that video because they're in because video. they're in it is going to be all the greater so you're actually increasing the uh, the the distribution thereof oh that's a good idea isn't it and in terms of the last music video that we did which we recorded in in your gaff Yes. Way back, well, this, this was at the start of the year. Right, okay. You remember, uh, we had some of our own fans. Yes, you did. I did. Uh, again, just as, a, just as a way and a thank you to uh, some of our super fans. J uh, just to say thanks very much and get them involved in the, uh, in the creative process. They're, they're now, you know, again, fans who... They're part of the family, aren't they? They are, they are part of the family. What it's better, what better family. way to reward them to, than to embed them in one of our music videos? Not literally, that would be hilarious. <laughs> so you've put here, um, so get your friends to maybe lip sync or dance in a music video like what Queen did. I know we've mentioned this briefly, but I still don't know a great deal about it. TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Oh, it, it's, Have it's, you looked at it anymore? Uh, I haven't. I need to. It's got 
over 500 it's it, it's got a usership of between 500 million and a billion well, people and it hasn't got so that, not that not that big then not that big it has <laughs> so it's, it's already bigger than twitter um, it's it's not got a lot of people making content on there and uh, it's got a primarily a very young uh, user base which is one of the reasons why because i'm quite old i haven't you know our or my band's audience is it, it's slightly towards the uh, you know the the oldest sort of side of things. Well, I haven't uh, investigated in this, but it's one of those that really it it does require investigation at some point. And there's lots of and again all that all the content that's being made on there is primarily fan user generated content. Lots of dancing to existing music tracks, uh, old uh, Lil Nas X. And uh, Old Town Road? No, he, he, he doesn't know. I'll, I'll, I'll explain to you these cultural phenomena that are passing you by okay. once the camera is off. This but is what happens when you live in the countryside. You know, th th there are instances whereby uh, songs now break on TikTok. Yeah. Well, didn't that baby shark break on I don't know. That's YouTube. A bit, that's a little bit. But it was being played on Radio 1 for some bizarre reason. So, in terms of you put here, yeah, because I mean, like album artwork, so they came in for the photo shoot, yes. didn't they? Yes, uh, some, and stuff. Some, so. Yeah, we had some fans in for our, our album uh, artwork as well, and rewarding then, fans all the way. And then, like, I know BT's got people to send it's Spotify the, playlists. So, uh, the drinking game at home, uh, <laughs> every time you mention BT, take a, take a shot. Uh, I'm trying to think of anyone else that's done stuff like that. I mean, there will be plenty. I mean, I know Diamond Days, although they're unfortunately no longer going, they just got a load of their fans down to be in a, in a, a bar that they rented for a music video. So, you know. Oh, yeah, we've, we've done that as well. We, we filmed a video. Can so, you believe this? We filmed a video in a pub, invited all our fans down there, and uh, we put 300 quid behind the bar and gave everyone free drinks. <laughs> Because, you know... That's, that, that's a cheap video, really, I suppose. It's a very cheap video. So, and also, I think it's a little bit better than just doing a band video with a load of, with a DSLR, with a, a load of lights in a warehouse. I where don't no want to see you miming playing your instruments. No one wants to see that. Not it's anymore. 2019, nearly 2020. Yeah. We've moved on. Mm. So, number five. Uh, run contests. Contests are really good for the simple reason that people like entering and trying to win things. I have had bands go, but I don't like competitions. And it's like, well, you don't have to take part. Yes. It's for the fans out there. Exactly. What I found in terms of the, some of the best things to give away as prizes is whenever, if you've got um, new merch lines coming yep. on. So, you know, T-shirts, um, I don't know. Frisbees, whatever merch you are making Don't say for that your merch. Sorry, there's a, there's a dog in. There's uh, a dog in. There's a dog in. Just slightly out of shot. Um, yeah, whatever you've got, um, a new line that's coming onto your merch store before it goes on sale to the general public. Oh, give them an exclusive. It's an exclusive item. No, <coughs> be the first person in the world to own this particular tote bag or this particular beanie hat that we've just had embroidered. So it'll only cost you the cost of um, getting manufactured. So it's not even the, the retail price, it's the, it's the manufacturing price. Just the cost price. price. Yeah, and uh, it's something that, again, it's a, it's a really special prize because no one else will have it. They will be the, you know, the first well, person in the world to own it. What can you do 
what could you offer? Because you've obviously got, you know, well, not obviously because they don't know, but you have a lot of merch. You're already yeah. at that stage. Yes. So say, for example, you know, you kind of just go, well, I'll just give them a T-shirt because you've got a few. You know, some of these people might not be at that stage. What else could they offer that doesn't require a huge amount of expense and don't say bath water because that's been done in the past and that failed badly? I would like to, uh, to post out. Uh, bath water uh, badges badges uh, are, are reasonably expensive you can can be ordered in um, small quantities do you mean not reasonably inexpensive what did i say reasonably expensive sorry reasonably inexpensive there and pins or what are they called uh, pins buttons, buttons that's oh, it. to our american friends hello hello to america so still i uh, know uh, i mean maybe just actually giving something personal a sign yeah something uh, I've got a story to tell you as soon as the camera's finished. Well, you always I say this, but we forget. Oh, no, I, I can't tell you. But, uh, for, for example, you could... Again, set lists. Yeah, set lists. Uh, the drum, amount of people that drum, I see... Drum skins, signed drum skins. Even I, when I did some work with a band that I'm a big fan of, I, uh, I got given a set list because I just needed to know what to focus on, but I've still kept it. Yes. Because it's like, oh, it's a band I'm a big it's fan of. It's only a printed sheet of A4 that's come out of your printer. It probably, it's cost you nothing more than the ink, but if all the members of your band sign it... Give them a pet, give them a plectrum. Plectrum, yes. Drumsticks. Even used drum skins, I've seen. Yes. Someone who just signed... A used battered drum Great skin. Ideas. And again, th those sorts of things are money cannot buy prizes. Yeah. So uh, so you don't have to, although t-shirts are great, yeah. it doesn't have to be anything yes, that extravagant. it doesn't have to be physical merch. It could be all the uh, accoutrements that you'd probably throw away anyway. So uh, you don't need to boil those bass strings anymore. You can just give them away as a prize. <laughs> so, right. So number six. Yes. It's a bit vague, this, but... Ask questions. Ask. So I'm going to ask a question yes. on the ask questions part. Right, yes. So in, in terms of uh, trying to get a response from people, the easiest thing trying to get a response from anybody in any situation would be to ask them a question. So ask them their opinion on something. So for example, um, I look after some uh, social media for, uh, for uh, you know, light, lightly for a couple of bands. Mm -hmm. And one of them was a, uh, was a, 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 a is currently a Genesis tribute band so uh i said on their facebook page this week what to to their fans yeah what's your favorite genesis lyric as in line yeah as okay. in, you know, uh, and all you know lot you know dozens and dozens of people all replied with their sort of favorite you know and it's it's engagement it's by asking them questions you you know it, and questions that are reasonably easy to answer and are based around either yourself, your music, or your brand, which are the things that you know that you like and your fans like. That common ground between you. It you know it's a fun way to engage them. Fairly recently, a couple of weeks back, um, I asked people. This will only make sense to people in the UK. Uh, I asked my fans what uh, the best crisps to make a crisp butty with were. I got a thousand responses, Greg. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, because yeah. it's fun, you know. It's on brand. Was there a a, a um, one that was head and shoulders above the rest? XL cheese and onion. They're only available in Cumbria. What? That's. I actually talking to Chris. I am absolutely addicted to the uh, the flaming hot wings, uh, Walkers Max. Max. 
I've eaten two big bags of it. I'm literally going to become the size of one. I'm obsessed. Look, you know, keep this crisp chat to out of this particular because I've got uh, I've got my own <laughs> channel that runs <laughs> crisp videos. So, so, actually, so questions I, questions are great, you know, because you actually because what happens on social media is this: you go, oh, look at me, I'm in the studio today, and somebody again. Potentially, that could be sort of quite packed. Oh, here's me in Nero uh, or Starbucks having a coffee. It's just like, oh, great, well, well done. I'm, I'm getting a view on your life, however. But, you know, it. That's I'm, more an nothing, Instagram post rather yeah, than a content. Well, there's nothing, you know, if I'm a fan at home, I'm potentially going, that, that's nice, but there's nothing for me to do here. Yeah. So if you're actually provoking it's something just more passive. that needs a response, then questions are the way to go. So actually asking you, what's your favourite Queen lyric? Queen lyric? Um, uh, it's a kind of magic. No, I, I really don't like it's a kind of magic. I'd have to think. I'd have to think. I thought it. you'd have it's been able to answer something that. from News of the World. I can tell you what one of my favourite lyrics of all time is. Go on. Uh, it's from uh, Public Enemy. It's, you sing as a spineless, you sing your senseless songs to the mindless. Your general subject love is minimal. It's sex for profit. Which record's that by Public Enemy? I, I can't remember. I can remember that, though. Or, uh, I didn't expect a lyric to come from your uh, mouth from the word, from Mr Chuck D himself. I know. Uh, there's also, uh, what is it? Uh, Mandela, cell dweller, Thatcher, you can tell her. Clear the way for the profits of rage. Okay. Always love that one. Always. I, I What's do... your favourite Public Enemy lyric? <laughs> Put it in the comments below. Uh, I do like uh, the line to do with Margaret Thatcher in Tears of Fears, sowing the seeds of love. Politician granny with your high ideas with no idea how the majority feels. Oh, lyrics, you see. They mm. touch us deeply. You know, you can't And it's as relevant them. then as yes. it is now. So, so, yeah. So, ask questions. If you, don't, if you ask questions, if you don't ask questions, you don't get answers. Number seven, we are on to. Similar to number six, I would say. Yeah. You know, it's a variant, perhaps. So, number seven is run polls. Uh, you know what I found in my experience? Everybody loves a poll because... The, you know, in, in, again, when you asked me then what my favourite Queen lyric was, I was going, ooh, I was stumped. I couldn't necessarily contribute. If you've got a poll, if you've got a defined set of responses to a question, then people really like to jump on board and take part. The one thing I've, I've seen with Twitter, I mean, I've got like 10,000, my band's got 10,000 followers on, on Twitter, and you can post something and you might get one or two likes, and you're thinking... If, is anybody actually sort of reading this? Run a poll, and a, a poll that generally can be fun, that people will want to take part in. You will get hundreds and hundreds of responses, and all those people are out there. And again, they're, they're just sort of passive. But you find something that resonates with them. Find something that resonates. <clears throat> find something that they can take part in, and they will take part in it. So like bread rolls. I still find that whole thing... Yes, as to what, as to what you, oh, you... It could be... So again, think about what is relevant to yourself and your music and, and your, your brand and your audience and, you know, what you will find, as with questions, you, you might need to fine-tune the topics of your poll. The lead singer to my band, he does the most banal uh, and silly polls on Twitter and that's, that's his thing. And again, he gets a tremendous response just by asking he'll say things he'll have like a, a change jar 
on his, on his desk at work that he puts all his coppers in and he'll, he'll say right oh how much do you think is in this you know it'll, it'll, maybe questions like that or, or polls about what he should have for his dinner that that sort of thing and generate <coughs> a terrific, terrific amount of response so <coughs> polls are a nice and easy way for people to uh, to chip in and uh, reply and uh, have a bit of interaction with you so moving swiftly on to number eight yes. Give your community a name. So if you have got followers and fans, it's good practice to, to give them a name so they sort of form a sort of a, a collective. So Justin Bieber has his Beliebers. Uh, Lady Gaga's fans are called her little sort of monsters. And what the idea here is, in terms of engagement, if you create a community, and perhaps even if you give that community its own special place so in other words like you could have a facebook group rather than facebook page a yeah. facebook group where they all congregate and chat amongst themselves the idea here is that the engagement potentially happens between the fans themselves mm -hmm. rather than you having to do that all the time if that makes sense you, you sort of see what i mean rather than yeah, you being yeah, the no. in, rather than you being the instigator between the artist and the fan, if you can create some sort of community, give they can the, bring up topics of their own that they, they want to can talk about. they can you know it's almost like self perpetuating yeah. you know they, they can feed on the energy of each other and they can engage each other perhaps potentially leaving you to you know more time to so, to, to do other things. So does your community? I don't know. I'm, I I am actually I I'm going to start it. We we have got a name. Yeah, but, but you probably I, can't it's say something, it It's something, uh, but, but Mike, uh, sorry, did you say, uh, the, the, you know, my, my, my fans have names. As in collectively? They have, collectively, yeah. well, I, I, won't, I won't say it here, but you know, I don't want to be constantly <laughs> stroking my own dog. <laughs> Fair enough, but no, but, no I, I know what you mean, I do know you that. Can, you know, you, you can see the sense of... Getting, I mean, again, if if you I mean, on something it, like something like Twitter, you you could use a collective sort of hashtag. You know, you can get them to to follow each other. I can follow Friday on Twitter. You can say right, you know, well, uh, fans of mine use this particular hashtag. Follow or everybody who's using that hashtag. And again, you can create a community and a and a shared. But topic it's that extended family, that isn't it? Yeah, it's almost like giving them a surname so they know that they're all part of that one group. Yeah, and, and again, let that family talk and communicate with each other to almost strengthen you, their bond. Do, do you keep a a, an, a view on what's kind of going within that, and then engage as and when? You feel like it? Uh, yes, that's the idea. But the, the best communities and the best, uh, certainly, groups on Facebook, obviously, you start it, you're the instigator, and you sort of coordinate it. But the, almost like the best ones, what you will generally tend to find is that people will perhaps elevate themselves amongst the group. Yes. And then you can um, give that, oh, that particular person maybe a, a set of privileges in order to be moderator, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So it, it could well be that, you know, it, if it's a, it's a well conducted and a well coordinated group, yes, you know, you're, you are sort of dipping in there and again leading the discussions, but it's a great opportunity for you to, to step away and let that community engage and interact with each other. So basically what you're saying is you need to set up a band buy and sell Facebook group because they all seem to have loads of people that are on it. 
but no, I mean, we've done the same for the studio where we've just set up a group of all the customers so they can kind of network and bounce resources off each other. Yeah, and you know, and, and obviously, if you've got an, what is now an extra place for your fans to congregate, you also have to congregate as, as well there and you have to, you know, Would make that Sorry, would that be a good way for them to actually upload their experiences of your band so you can then use that video footage for uh, promotional purposes? It could be. And But obviously give them. What I'm generally uh, going to do with my uh, dedicated, should we call it a fan zone yeah. if need be, is potentially if it's going to be um, populated by more sort of hardcore fans, I would give them stuff that maybe the casual listener wouldn't necessarily be all that sort of right, fussed okay. about. So so it's almost like, you know, this is a fan community, but we're going into it even deeper than we are doing on our main sort of social channels. So, the, you know, it's almost like this is the nerd space. Okay, makes sense. So give your community a name. Yes, 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 that's number eight. So number nine, I can't even read this day. Struggling. I, I am. Like, get them to choose your artwork. Yes. So that's you, a dangerous one, isn't it? Potentially, but again, the, the, this is the people that's going to be consuming it. The, the, mm. We should potentially take, you know, uh, directive cues from our audience. So if you've got a, a single coming up or an album, or maybe even if you're releasing a T-shirt and you don't necessarily know whether you should do the design in blue or the design in red, give the people who are going to be either buying or consuming the product the option and the final say yeah. in your creative decisions. Again, you are nothing without your audience, so why not let them take a little bit more of a, a direct sort of interest? And perhaps if they see you as an artist letting them as a fan take more of a control of your career, maybe they'll like you more for it. I mean, just remember Boaty McBoatface. Yes, indeed. All, the, all those, all those people who voted and who weren't allowed to change that boat's name, they felt quite uh, disenchanted. So, so, but it, again, it encouraged people in, into a subject um, that they probably wouldn't have done before. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's people naming a boat and suddenly got loads and loads of responses. So anytime you've got, you know, potential creative decisions, especially when it comes to products or releases, and again, it may well be that it, what, would ge what generally happens is that, you know, if you ask a graphic designer to come up with some, you know, to come up with like a single uh, cover artwork, they will generally produce a couple of different sort of variants. Yep. And you're all sort of going, oh, I quite like that one, maybe I quite like that one. Make the, you know, narrow it down to a short list of maybe even say two. And again, by um, engaging with your audience and asking them to, to vote, you're also <laughs> reminding them that you've got, you've got a release coming well, up as well. And Zach, he did that with his logo. He kind of got a logo in a variety and maybe three or four different designs and then basically i suggested to him to make sure that it, you know everybody could read it and so he kind of put it there and just asked people and kind of got them engaged and knew that a he involved people in that process but also he knew that the market said that that was the one that was the, the most intelligible and eye-catching very good very good and what 
How have we done it so quickly, Greg? We're at number 10 already. I know. So uh, get them into the studio. Yes. So what better way to get people involved and uh, actively interested in your music than to get them to play on your records? So you actually mean in the recording room, I not the studio? I mean in the record. Yeah. So, you know, you could do this maybe as a as a competition prize mm. you could maybe offer it as some sort of financial reward on on, on you know some sort of patreon crowdfunder yep. type thing but you know hand claps shakers gang vocals if and again if somebody is what better thing for a fan to take part in in, in terms of the the music and creation process than actually being on the, I'll use the terminology record, but actually be a uh, you know yeah. a, an audio contributor to a piece of music. It's I mean I I you stuck with mostly percussion rather it, than well, but I yeah. don't I don't you know but I mean that probably makes it a bit more play it safe unless they're a virtuoso guitarist again you know and gang vocals you know put them potentially right at the back of the mix <laughs> they might be going can I can I hear me it's it's multi track yes 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 it's, but but. Again, I mean, it, I see. That's, that's possibly the ultimate way that you can get them. I've seen engaged. this quite a bit on like tiers of Kickstarter projects, where you know suddenly you can have your name in the artist. Uh, sorry, in the credits on yeah. the, in the but, inlay you know, card. So, so th that's one level. The next level up is that you know that particular fan might be able to pay just to observe what goes on and to be with you in the same room yeah. and the day in the studio, and then that can also be you know right let's record your hand claps and you can be you know you can be a, a contributor in that way or a, a shaker or do a bit of tambourine you can probably overdub it you know yeah. and make it a bit more musical mm. and and they'll they'll never know but i just think that's a that's an absolutely fantastic way to to get them involved it's and the also ultimate it gives you additional chance to capture more content of them being here yeah. So it's and a again, win -win, they, really. they're likely to do a bit of filming whilst they're mm. in the studio. They'll put it on their social channels. Bang, more people know about uh, your upcoming musical project. So there you go. Ten. Ten. Ways to engage your music fans. Should, should, we, should we do this ten so people can, uh, just for the thumbnail, there we go. Yes, they've now got our fingerprints. So we'll All up. over it. So I hope you, uh, you found that useful. There's, there's got to be at least one or two things there out of the ten that you'll be able to act upon in the, in the next coming seven days, I would say. So Share them with us. Give them a try. Yeah, if, if you actually uh, do any one of the things that we've uh, suggested, why not uh, put a link... Um, within uh, either the, the Facebook or the, or the YouTube comments down low so we can have a look at what you're up to. That'd be okay. great. Okay, well, until this time, next week, next week even. Yes, we'll we shall. Yeah, have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.